conversations, conversations, conversations with cheese and the tugboat. And, uh... Did we get it? Did we get the harmony, guys? I don't, I don't know. I, the quality of this recording is probably not going to really shine through. The acoustics. The acoustics of the corner of my living room where we're sitting on couches draped in blankets is probably not terrific. We'd have to strip everything off the walls to really get a good reverberation. Separate, is that a thing? Separate blankets, guys. And couches. Hands above the equator, please. If you're lying down, it has to be above the nipples. It's just, it's just Up to my nipples in it. <laughs> Taint deep. <laughs> oh, no. Two glasses of wine. Surprise Two. guest. Surprise guest. Oh, I'm making an appearance? Yeah, you're right at the start. You just missed the beautiful harmonized theme song. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's harmonized. Yeah. This podcast keeps we, have, we brought in some outside talent to sing it. I'm kidding. It was us. <laughs> it was us. So our topic for this one is, uh, you know, recently out and about in the world uh-huh. and uh, came across some situations where I uh, felt a little unprepared. Maybe some feelings of inadequacy. <laughs> Uh, I went to a car mechanic location, and they were talking about the uh, cellular hyoid uh, transfunctioner, and I was unclear on what that meant, and it made me concerned. What was the first thing that came to your mind when they said that? Well, they may not have said it in those exact terms. (laughs) Oh, you mean the celluloid transfunctioner is not a part of a car? Not to my knowledge, but <laughs> to my... which I lack, so it yeah, could be. I would be confused too. Well, I just, I just asked the mechanic, "Is the flux capacitor okay?" <laughs> and he said, uh, "Yeah, but your time circuits are totally whacked out. Better than whacked off, I guess." And uh, not two days after that, when I was purchasing fishing tackle by myself, having no knowledge of fishing tackle. And just looking at this huge wall of fishing tackle with thousands of packages, thinking, I don't even know what I'm going to be fishing for. Yeah, I don't even know what a lot of fish kind of eat, but a lot of the lures that I've seen, I don't see how that they, like, resemble actual Well, there's, you got got your spoons, you got your fake baits, you got your hooks. Uh, <laughs> I've seen ones that look like worms, but they're like rubble with like a little yeah. uh, flagellum on the back. Yeah, there's, I bought some of those. Some of them have hooks in them already. Oh. I bought these other things with weights and hooks and sinkers and split shots and leaders. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I just tried to replace the tackle that was stolen out of my tackle box. Those are several more words or tackle than I had any idea that. I just started reading packages. <laughs> I know what a leader is, and I know where to are put a sinker, but... Are there any skippers? Uh, like, captains? No, boat? like... I was like, a boat captain recently. Like, ones that, like, you troll behind your, uh, boat. It's troll, right? Spoons. You, you troll. Trolling. And then they, like, go, like, really Is that related to, to internet trolling? Surface, and they just kind of, like... Hop, yeah, I believe that, Like, skippers, like, they just kind of, like... I feel like the spoons do that. Oh, there was the skipper with the plastic thing on the front. To make it, and they look like a fish, and they have two massive hooks hanging out of the bottom. Yeah, I don't understand, um, 
Why don't they just I, I make them like fish. spiked with hooks, like a hundred hooks on it, like some kind of hook dragon? That's not a real thing. <laughs> Although that would be a really good name for a lure. I would love, I think I'm going to draw a hook dragon later today. Like a game of thrones. I'm going to get out my art set, which I don't own, and just try and draw a hook dragon. An art set. Well, I have these Bic pens that I bought for $1.87 for eight of them. That's my art, art set. Well, maybe on the internet I'll post a picture of my hook dragon. I don't have anywhere to do that. <laughs> so. I don't understand how, like, I understand fish are kind of dumb and they don't have very good memories and stuff, but, like, there's just gigantic hooks on some of these lures, and it's just, like, <laughs> as a fish, like, do you just not. Keep in mind, though, you've never seen it before, and it's in water. And your eyesight is not fantastic because you're a fish. Yeah, oh, that thing's moving. I could probably eat that. Ooh, that's not that's not a plant. <laughs> I think they also eat plants. Certain species. I wonder if some fish like kind of want to get caught. Like they see another fish get caught and they just get lifted out really quickly. Maybe they think like, that's Ooh. like going to heaven. Could be. Or like the lottery or the island or any of those programs that yeah. take that concept and, and stretch it into a 90 minute feature film. There's like the middle child ugly fish that's like, I never get picked for anything. And just bites onto the hook and then takes it away. Or they see the worm on the hook and they're like mm. you smell freaking good. Oh, I've never seen a worm go that fast. Oh, it's all like bunched up too. <laughs> Usually they're all like strung out. I could probably get that in one bite instead of none of this like, several bite business. Like strung out, like it's on drugs. The worm's on drugs. That could be a whole new thing. I wonder what would happen. You're a brain scientist. What would happen if you gave worms like coke or heroin? Worms, coke, or heroin? Do you think they have the same? Like you could probably sprinkle it on it. it would but do they even have brains? Skin. Yeah, they have little nerve. Nerve bumps. Yeah, like, uh, what do they call like, neurotomes or something like that. But do you think they would, do they produce the same hormones and chemicals that would be produced if a human takes cocaine? Uh. Tangent with cheese and the tugboat. <laughs> I don't really know what a worm, like, would, like, would they just, like, they burrow just dig, in the dig faster, soil real hard, or? feed them a bunch of coke and they make a really vast network of soil caves do you yeah. think worms ever make caverns and like really like luxuriate their homes I don't think they're that smart because they're worms yeah I'm just trying to think like and then you start thinking about what if there's other like aliens that look at us and we're just the worms whoa mind blown that's a whole different thing. I'm pretty sure the aliens are worms. Somebody has been listening to too much Brian Green. <laughs> pretty sure every person who has ever done marijuana has come up with that theory at some point, and just none of them had the, the wherewithal, the gusto to put it down on a piece the, of paper or, or the like advanced degree in physics. Yeah. I don't have a degree in physics. So what'd you end up buying for your tackle, Chase? Oh, yeah. Swinging it back towards the topic. Uh, I just bought a few spoons and some other things I recognized that were still in my tackle box. 
some fishing line, and then I put some needle nose pliers in and a knife. I feel like those are tools you would use on the open sea. And I heard recently that the fish tastes better if once you catch the fish, you like stab it in its brain at a perfect angle. It was very recently that you heard that, yeah, like within today. the hour. Yeah, that was <laughs> reading up on my daily fish journals. Reading some book called James and the Giant Peach and uh, learned how to murder fish with what I'm assuming is an ice pick, mobster style, right in the brain. Well, I would assume they would have like a way to do it with needle nose pliers because, you know, like less less tools in the toolbox, the so tackle box. Two glasses of, my, of wine might be able to weigh in on this one, but if you cease the function of an animal's brain, instantly somehow the meat gets fresher. Or does that just stop it from pumping blood? Yeah, I think it stops it from, like, pumping stuff that, like, Pump. makes the tissue, like, die or Tis- something. I would I prefer know. if you said tissue. Tissue. Because, um, I don't know. I worked in a lab, and we killed the rodent's brain before we, you know, did surgeries and things. It was hmm. a smart thing to what do. What did you use? A hammer? Ball peen? Tissue. Ball peen hammer? <laughs> no, you drugs, some pentobarbital or something like that, formalin. No, pentobarbital. Sounds dangerous. And yeah. Haircutty. Yeah, it's stuff that like kills you. I'll try not to drink a full pint glass of it then. No, you gotta, you gotta inject it. So have you ever uh, run into these experiences where you know, you run into a situation where you feel like you're totally in the dark, awkwardly don't know anything about a certain subject? All kinds of times. And you can leave the bedroom out of it. Um, no. <laughs> no, I've never... <laughs> that was the only that time! That was the only time. That's the only time I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and that's like a hard situation to fake. Dick jokes. <laughs> uh, back to the fish. If you went to a market, would you have to say, did you kill these fish? Did you stab their brains? Is this like a Are these brain, brain-stabbed fish? Are these brain-stabbed fish? I only take the brain-stabbed ones. They have the I best don't want, meat. I don't want any of these. I want the freshest fish. They have the tenderest of meat. She stabbed my fish in the brain for me. Now I have the freshest fish. The freshest. The freshest. I, I mean, I'm not going to go back to regularly killed fish after I've had brain killed You haven't fish. even had... You just learned that that was a thing. <laughs> Never eat it, or else you'll be really exclusive on the fish. I'm planning, Chase. I'm planning for the future. Well, speaking of planning, <laughs> this is going to be a $1 million segue right here. Uh, poor planning. Uh, that's actually something that uh, sometimes I feel... Yeah, we, already, we pretty much dug into that one in one of our never-to-be-heard podcasts. Feelings of inadequacy. The other day I was uh, in, the, in the car with my fiancé. Two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine. Too much TMI. Um, And she wants a dog, like, really bad. Like, she has a dog, but she wants, like, a new dog, like, as our relationship. I don't think it's used as a practice kit, but it's possible. Um, But she wants one real bad. (laughs) And first of all, I never had a dog growing up. Oh. Oh. like to have a dog but I don't know anything about dogs like even to start with she's kind of like if we got a dog like what kind of dog would you want and like really that's the hardest part after that it's basically just keeping it alive by feeding watering and bringing it to to, to toot (laughs) butt toots 
the breed selection, yeah, because you can't really change that once you have the dog, unless you just get rid of the dog and get a new dog, but that's irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I mean, I guess there's, like, a lot of stuff that goes around. It's, like, you pick, like, the, I don't know, Harry Potter reference, but, like, the dog type of breed chooses you. <laughs> Chase hates Harry Potter. Um, the wand chooses you, but no, like... People, like, they say who have a dog, you can tell a lot by, like, the owner, by what type of dog that they have, because the dog is kind of, like, the owner, in a way. Well, you just have to look up the temperament of certain, if you're looking for a quiet dog, like, something that's just going to sleep all day while you're not there, maybe you need a Great Dane. But then you have to look at your living situation. A Great Dane in your apartment doesn't sound great. No, one-bedroom apartment. And a Great Dane. And a Great Dane. If you were by yourself and shared the bed with the Great Dane, then maybe you could pull that off, but I feel like it might be a little bit low on the space side for, like, basically a horse living in your apartment. <laughs> that you can't ride. You're not supposed Whoa. to. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to. There's a difference. Yeah, so, like, I don't know anything about breeds. Like, saying something, oh, is it kind of like a Spaniel? Like, I... I don't know, what's a spaniel? Yeah, but I feel like that's a pretty specific, like, you could spend an hour Googling and probably figure out as much as you need to know in terms of picking a dog, whereas with a car, I feel like there's just more to learn. Like, they have a whole high school semester class on that that I wasn't supposed to take. So, like, what would be, like, the four or three sort of categories of dog that you look like you got, like... Do they Lazy. Shed? Do they shed? Yep. A shedding or a non-shedding dog? Yep. Their energy I level? I don't see why anybody would get a shedding dog. It doesn't make well, any sense. I think that I don't think you can pick based on that. I think that's just like a bonus. But it's an option, right? Well, if you want to talk about it in terms of options, I would say that it often will just get defaulted based on one of the more quote-unquote crucial options oh so that's like not a top tier option see i think no. that's like right at the top of my list does it shed two glasses of wine doesn't want a dog that sheds am i uh, gonna I don't have think, to i don't think anyone does i'm gonna have to do extra sweeping or vacuuming, vacuuming. Gonna get or all like, my clothes. i don't want to start buying lint rollers for several reasons S steal them from hotels <laughs> they have those in hotels i don't know but they have a lot of stuff so, shedding or non-shedding, I'm going to go with the non-shed. I guess it depends on your situation, too, because for me, the kind of energy level would be the determining factor, because my dog would have to stay alone for large parts of the day, so mm. you'd have to pick a breed that... Low energy dog. Yeah, something that's happy with just, you know, going for a quick walk in the morning, and then a longer walk in the evening, and that's it, not like a... Uh, short-haired Springer or whatever that... Yeah, my uncle has a duck, a duck troller thing. What is it? A thing? I don't know what it is. It's a but duck... But it needs a It lot does... It, it gets ducks. It hunts ducks. Yeah. Well, like, the humans hunt the ducks, but it gets it the duck when it gets shot. It retrieves the ducks. It's a duck retriever. Yeah. A troller. Duck dog. A duck dog. Dynasty. Dynasty. A duck dog. That's going to be the new spin-off. Is that of possible Dynasty? to turn the redneck up a little? That'll, like, rival Beverly Hills Chihuahua at the box office for sure. Or all the Air Bud movies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he has one of those, and, like, it is just, like, full of energy. Like, just yeah. has all the energy, and they leave it alone sometimes.
times, but then you just, it can't be tired out. So it's just all energied up, and it's not a great thing to have unless you like live in a. You gotta live on a or farm you have, or, or you have field. kids that just want to run all the time. Yeah, if you have like a kid with like ADHD or something, yeah. get him a nice high energy dog. But I, I I would prefer a dog that just like my parents' dog. You take it out, goes to the bathroom, comes in, sleeps for twelve hours. And then wakes up and it's like, oh, is it time to eat? And then goes outside and poops and that's it. But it only poops. It's basically like yourself in dog form. Well, if I was retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and then it, sl- it goes to bed at like 10 o'clock and sleeps till 6. So sleeps more or less close to 20 hours a day. Yeah. That would be convenient for me. I don't so that would, be a, that would be a deciding factor for me. And then size of the dog is another yeah, one. Yeah, like little. Like, not, like, super little, but, like, smaller. Like, yeah. I don't... Longevity. Temperament. If you're going to have it around kids, you have to have, like, a friendly dog. You can't have one, like, Casey and Finnegan of Hawken House fame. Like, dog pr- protector dogs or something. Yeah, you want a guard dog. And then you can start getting, like, mixes. And then the aesthetic of the dog. Yeah, was it like... Do you want, like, a wrinkly face dog? Well, that's... Do you want a husky? There's so many, like, poos. So, like, poodles. Like, there's, like... Just cancel all of those. Cockapoos and lassapoos. Poodles are fairly vicious, as far as I understand it. You're thinking of Dalmatians. Um, Like, if... They're pretty much the same. If 101 Dalmatians was, like, a real movie... Yeah, there'd be a bunch of kids that got murdered. (laughs) Dog murdered. Dog murdered. So Weimaraners, uh, they're fairly high energy, and in my experience, they bite me. Weimaraner. Yeah, they're angry dogs. James Reimer. James Reimer. Re-upped with the Leafs. Anyways, uh, it's not a sports podcast. Yeah, so those are, like, situations where I feel, like, really, like, unawares of what the hell to do with that. I don't even really want one. My plan is just to, like, have kids, which is, like, I feel, like, legitimate. Once you have and, a dog, and then you'll be sold. Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm planning to have the kids, and they'll go like, Dad, Dad, can we have a dog? I want a dog real bad. And you have I'll be someone like, right now saying, yeah. Can we get a dog? I want a dog yeah, real sure. bad. Two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine doesn't have time to have a dog right now. Two glasses mm-hmm. of wine with like a dog in the future. Two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine isn't home. We're not home enough to take care of the dog. That's the attention it requires. That's my problem also. I would love to have a nice German Shepherd. Love it when she talks in the third person. Me too. It's awesome. I would get a nice German Shepherd dog or some kind of German Shepherd mix. German Shepherd bit my friend. I don't want that. Well, maybe your friend is an idiot. I got bit on the face by a Weimaraner, and I deserved it. (laughs) Did I tell you? Weimaraner that got caught in the dishwasher and shot itself? No. (laughs) No. It's older, quote-unquote, sister... So one time I was sitting down and the dog. Tales from the, the tugboat. Yeah, in inverted tales from the tugboat here. We don't have the theme song queued up, so we'll have to just go with it. I was petting the dog's chest, kind of a reach around type of chest pet, and uh, I guess the dog was tired of it, so she just went and just bit my hand. Like pretty hard, blood happened. So a couple weeks later, I thought, well, this dog's a real douche, so I'm gonna show this dog. And me and the dog were lying on the, uh, oh, sorry, the dog and I were lying <laughs> on the basement floor, 
and uh, we were watching television. There was other people in the room. It wasn't just a weird me and the dog alone on the floor. And the dog's eyes were slowly getting heavier, starting to drift closed. And as soon as I saw those eyes close, I slapped the concrete floor right beside the dog and popped her eyes open. What's going on? And then slowly again would start to close her eyes and fall asleep and then bang slapped the floor again about the fourth time she just didn't even really open her eyes just bit my face like <laughs> from cheekbone to cheekbone just clamped down on my face briefly to show don't do that she just did like a blind your, face bite your, she kept her eyes oh no closed. she opened her eyes yeah. but her, she didn't like open them and then bite she just boom one movement wow. to my face she was probably thinking about it being like, if he, I swear to God, yeah. if he slaps that floor one more, one more time, <laughs> I am going to bite his face. She probably looked, she at the other, looked at the other dog going, watch this, watch this. If he does it one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to bite his face. So I feel like I probably might have deserved that face bite, but the hand bite, that was uncalled that for. That was uncalled for. Yeah. Tales from the well, tugboat. <laughs> my uh, my friend when he got bit was just uh, you just walking down. You're just going home. He's like, oh, I'm going home, guys. He lived like several blocks yeah, away. Probably with a pocket and full of pork chops. He did not have a pocket full of pork chops. Maybe just one pork chop. He was just walking, and you know, he was doing like the little walk, and then it just really slowed into one of those weird like horror movies where it just like. You know, looks back and there's the dog just kind of staring down at him. So he starts like picking up his pace like a little bit and like looking back. And every time he looked back, the, the shepherd was getting like closer and closer, but wasn't moving. Closer like, he was just like. <laughs> and then he eventually just got so scared and just took off on a full sprint. And then there the it dog... is. Then the dog thinks you're playing. Yeah. Oh, what's the game? <laughs> Death. <laughs> Kill the human. And Maybe it just it... had a Hitler flashback. So he just like ran into our house just like bawling his eyes out and his leg was bleeding and good just good. yeah and then the dog i don't even think that dog got put down for that yeah it was probably the 80s people are a little more lenient yeah yeah it's just like if that happened nowadays they'd probably shoot the dog yeah, on site. the owners probably said shit like you going oh yeah i just thought he was playing just yeah maybe not don't run playing. with the dog yeah, yeah. don't walk by our property don't carry like pork chops person. in your pocket like an idiot didn't have pork chops Oh, I'm sorry. Just ribs. Full bacon. Braised ribs. Bacon. Back no. bacon. He didn't have meat. Rump roast. Except in his persons. Yeah, the dog wanted to eat that meat. Not on his persons. In it. Yeah. Inside of it. Gross. Yeah. So what's the solution to the... We can't know everything. We're not jacks of all trades masters of none i'm a master of science that's the trade i mastered <laughs> um i have two opinions on this one would be to just be straight up honest and just be like you know what i know nothing about this so and an ask the expert scenario yeah and just sort of you're gonna have to guide me through this or i'll go home and take a look at it and i'll get back to you or Based on improv training, just, oh, just really... Just yes just, and. Just yes and, and match their buzzwords. 
like spoons. Anytime leaders. someone says a buzzword, you can recognize buzzwords because it'll be a word you've never heard before and Synergy. they're quite passionate about it or something like that. Tie or pretentious. They'll have a little pretentious. Yeah, so I got like some spoons the other day. Your, the tie rods are unqualified for being fluxulated. Oh, I know, like tie rods, right? You just do something like oh, that. Oh, the tie rods, okay. Yeah, I was having trouble with the tie rods. Yeah, they're, and they're like, yeah, you know, like they've really been... You don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. So that's the other way, and that way is way more fun, but can get you into, like, probably significant... A world of hurt financially. Exactly. And then the only other way that the other one would get you in trouble, if you're like, honestly, guys, I don't know anything about this, they will just take you on that yes and trail and start making up stuff yeah. like tie rods and tie rods are real. Like if you're at a mechanic's place and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're that's how they they get you. You're uh, we can talk about that uh, Jiffy Lube scam that mm-hmm. they ran on Marketplace, but anyways, I don't want to oh, talk man. about that. That oh, the, the pink, pink fluid, fluid, it's a little bit, smells burned, and it's a little bit brown, so I think you should replace it. Oh, brown, that's a darker color than pink, I oh, don't like that. Is that not normal? Just preying on your fears and insecurities. Um, I prefer the Ask the Expert, um, and for some reason, I prefer my experts to be of the Asian orientation. Yeah. See what I did there? You think, I think you need anybody who just phrases things in a, like, well, sometimes it's like this, but then well, other I'm, people say this. Like, like that's what experts do. That's big, how you know an expert, Big example right? is uh, when I was buying my house and I went to my mortgage, quote-unquote, specialist. And I was like, I don't know anything about mortgages. How does this work? And he was like, oh, this, is, uh, this means this, and uh, chattels is this, and all this business. And then uh, chattels aren't mortgage. That's just house buying lingos. And then, uh, yeah, the chattels are the stuff you write in. So, like, all the window treatments in this home, those were considered chattels. The appliances I chatteled in. Anyways, um, and now tax-free savings accounts and RRSPs. What's to learn about that? I don't... I didn't come out of the womb with a vast knowledge of... TFSAs? Well, I have one now, apparently. I'm going to put, like, 30 grand in it. Hide all my money from the government. They can clearly see it in there. That's not a good hiding. Well, they can't have it, though. Before the government takes their cut. <laughs> Before we get off on a uh, FUBAR tangent, I think it's time for our segment with... I think we, we're done with a... Yeah. A, no other... Two glasses of wine. Any further points on the lack of knowledge? No. Excellent. No, I don't. So uh, we'll slide into the grill and cheese... Portion where today our topic is going to be extreme sports. Okay, cheese. Extreme sports. Who's doing them? And why? We all know that the cheese is fantastic at precision sports, not extreme sports. It's common knowledge. Common knowledge. Um, but I guess extreme sports, you've got like your uh, like base jumping and your motorcycle jumping or your squirrel suiting or deep sea diving like real deep sea like real super deep, deep super deep dives like all the way in deep oh like super deep um and there's people 
doing them, obviously. Like, Red Bull's really caught on to that. Red Crash Bull. Dice. Yeah. John Fisher. Look yeah. it up. He's a rising star in that. And I would definitely have to say that most extreme sports are participated in kids probably around 12 to 25, maybe getting up to 30. What about the X game guys that are like in their 40s doing it? Yeah, but they. That's like, a career in the like money. 15. They didn't get into it for that reason. Yeah, they, they were into it and they had no way out. They got to be like adrenaline junkies. So, why do they get into it? Um, I don't know. There, there's a certain thing when you're like a child or whatever with this theory of invincibility where you just think nothing could ever happen to you, like ever, just like pain or death or something, and you're like, eh, yeah, that seems like something I would do. And yeah, you just see someone else doing it, you're like, I could do that. I never, never in my life did I think, oh man, I can totally jump off that cliff, eh? I never wanted to do that. Never so why would that. why would people, what kind of people are looking at a cliff and being like, yo man, wouldn't it be cool if I jumped off that cliff? Yeah. yeah that'd be totally rad. Yeah, so it's basically what you've explained. One person comes up with this idea from their head that they should do something. Not based in any sort of research or anything. They just like see it and think they can do it. And then they have someone with them that goes, yeah, yeah you, you, you could probably do that. And they egg them on, and you're like, yeah, okay. And uh, then they go do it, or there's a lady present, and they're like, oh, yeah, watch this. Okay, well, what what needs do these actions fulfill? Um, sense of accomplishment, or um, you also get, like, tons of adrenaline and dopamine that get pumped into you for these things. Is there any kind of sense of community amongst the... I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to call them athletes, but... Eh, it takes some sort of athleticism to a certain extent. Yeah. Like parkouring and things like that. BMX bike tricks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like athletic, but it, what was the question? Is there a sense of community? Of course. They all have like their own like little lingo and like people that they do this stuff with. and. So is there a potential then that like they're fulfilling some kind of fitting in yeah, social factors yeah. yeah are they terrible at uh, friends and then they're like oh man yeah, did you see uh, Raymond jump off the top of the barn and uh, it was awesome and then people are like oh Raymond that was cool yeah and then that's where they get their sense of like oh this gets me like attention and friends and then they keep doing it yeah so would you say then that all extreme sport people are socially social piranhas before they start doing the activity. Don't give me that look. I know what I said. That was like a really inaccurate metaphor. <laughs> They're social piranhas. Does that mean that they, like a sociopath. they eat other people? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but you No, know. they're just like, they're just guys just looking for something to do, probably pretty bored, and then they do it, and then they find out that they like it, and then they just keep doing it. I would say that there is a potential for a combination of boredom amongst teens, egging on, and social piranhas. Yeah. Comment on that. <laughs> Your thoughts. Uh, that's a close-ended question, Chase. So we've. So you're saying we've closed the door on this topic? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, but yeah, there is that like inability with like youth to be able to plan into the future.
future and see any sort of negative consequences that could come from something like that. So yeah, you're bored and you go do this and you don't think anything could happen to you, so you go and do it and then the ladies think you're cool and your friends think you're cool. And What impact do you think that kind of uh, mobile telephone cameras and even camcorders in the late 90s, early 2000s played on this extreme sports? Well, it evolved. So like, remember what we talked about at the very beginning of this discussion is like someone goes like, hey, I think I could probably do this. And the other person's there like, yeah, you could go do that. And the other person sees it and goes, oh, I could probably do that too. And then they like one up, one upsmanship or something. So with video cameras and social media, you could just throw it out there. So you say, oh, this guy did this. I'm going to try that. That's why they always say, don't try this at home. Because as soon as someone sees it, they go, I could probably try this at home. So one of the other things about that, would, would you say that, and I know the X Games have been around for a long time, and the X stands for extreme, which is inaccurate. It should be the E Games, but I guess they didn't want to invoke ecstasy as the kind of purpose of the games. But before the camcorder and filming, if I jumped off the top of a building and you were there, or worse, I was by myself, I'd be like, I jumped off the top of a building, and you'd be like, I saw him jump off the top of a building. And people would be like, no, no he didn't. So with now the video evidence and possible more corroboration, do you think that exploded this stuff? And what role does the television series Jackass or CKY play into this? CKY. Grilling cheese! <laughs> so many questions! Uh, yeah, yeah, it would. Answer it would. them in order, please. Um, yeah, it would, uh, it would add to it. <laughs> yeah, you have your video evidence, you see, it's like, yeah, he did that, so I could probably do that too. Okay. I don't remember the rest of the questions. Neither do I. I probably should have been writing this down. Oh, the jackass uh, oh, CKY. Yeah, it's the same stuff. It's like, whoa, I can make millions of dollars doing this? Yeah, I think it just added, uh, incentivized factor, the, because uh, incentivized is a word that I've been hearing a lot lately. Yeah. It's a buzzword from people I don't know what they're talking about, I guess. So people used to do it to chase it for the fix, now they do it to get the cash cash money, bling bling, because you have the video to sell, whereas you didn't before, you were just going for the fame and the legend, possibly notoriety. Yeah. Like, maybe you tied a rope around uh, the ball of your car, and on the other end of that rope was a man with skis on, and in the wintertime, he skied on the snowbank. Or probably more likely GT'd. Uh, the video that I saw slash made was... Where they winged the snowbank back. We used downhill skis. It was a mistake. No one fell down, but we got up to 60 kilometers an hour. Oh my goodness. And handed that in to the English teacher and got an A+. Because somehow that relates to English. I thought it was a physics project. No, that was the home run one. It was the worst. Man. The chemistry one was the one with the fire and explosions, which she showed to the class the semester after and said... If you hand in anything remotely as dangerous as this, you will be expelled. Whereas we got an A minus. Mm. Well done. We had. Look at you now. We had yeah, failed university chemistry. <laughs> um. Okay, well that burns through pretty much. Uh, I think that could conclude our segment this week's 
Thoughts, two glasses of wine? I'm hungry. Two glasses of wine is hungry. You could use another cup of tea. And we have a maid of honor. Maid of honor. Lock it in. Not the movie starring Patrick Dempsey where I was cheering against him even though he was the main character because I hate I call him McDouchey because I hate that guy. He was the villain in Transformers and just locked in my opinion up. I really hope McDonald's never branches out and makes a McDouche. <laughs> McDouche. So, oh, we have a whole new product line. Shower accoutrements. I'm loving it. I've said accoutrements like eight times in the last 24 hours. I barely know what it means. Yes and, man. Accessories? Accoutrements, add-ons. Yes Apps. and. Yes, and was what I used to do when I used to watch Dennis Miller stand up and then take a lot of the words that I heard and just start using them in a similar context, not having a clue what they meant. Like colloquial? Well, I know what colloquial means and accoutrements. But uh, there was a, my vocabulary used to be very vast, but it lacked the definitions of most of the words <laughs> that it contained. So I would be talking to, you know, like... Having a nice fervent discussion. <laughs> Very. And I was doing that to, like, art majors and people that knew what the words meant, and I was using them in just slightly the wrong context. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar to things like Worst Case Ontario and uh, uh, Trailer Park Boy, Ricky-isms of that nature, but of a more intellectual ilk. And... Uh, <laughs> I got called out on it more than once. You're ilking it? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to use words that you don't know what they mean, but you know what context they're supposed to be used in, <laughs> and then trying to jam them into everyday conversation. Maybe about chocolate milk. This chocolate milk is exquisite. It's absolutely perfunctory. <laughs> it's quite palatable. <laughs> That's very punctilious of you to say. Well, as you know, I'm quite perspicacious when it comes to gustatory accoutrements. I don't even think two of those were real words. Well, you're just not understanding of my pussillanimous. Pussillanimous. Lexicon. I'm not going to touch that one. Not even with a 12-foot pole. But uh, look it up. It's the moral of the moral of the story is: Why is there not more Dennis Miller stand up on YouTube? And uh, why doesn't he do it anymore? Oh, because he used the simple formula and just tried to outbrain people. Anyways, <laughs> outbrain. <laughs> oh, brain off. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are gonna shut things down here and feed two glasses of wine. Because once she gets that wine into her, you're going to want some food or else things are going to get out of hand. Yeah, we need to shut off the podcast because we were just talking about some vocabulary and a couple glasses of wine and other forms of vocabulary come out. 
nice thing. What? More or less, two glasses of wine has involuntary Tourette's when she has two glasses of wine. Um, Who has voluntary Tourette's? (laughs) I don't know. There's people volunteer for everything nowadays. I had some UNICEF people come by the house the other day. Apparently, this is a beautiful thing. I'm now signed up for UNICEF. I said, they said, would you like to donate $20? And I said, okay. Having several 20s in my wallet, feeling charitable, looking to kick my heels up a little bit because it was the weekend. Would you like to donate $20? Yeah, all right. Reaching for my wallet. Oh, no. We don't take cash. We need all your information so that you can get a receipt. Now, apparently, I'm signed up for a $20 a month program for the rest of my life. I now have to give $20. I don't even know what UNICEF does. They collect money at Halloween. Yeah, for what? Children. Well, poverty in third world developing countries. Well, I don't live there. I used to have a son. I killed him. Not, <laughs> not literally. Yeah, this isn't, you made it weird. No, it's not. I wish I could Conversations. Say. It's conversations, conversations, conversations with cheese and the tugboat. Well, awkwardly now I have to sign in to shut this down, so goodbye and good night.